Live from the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, my name is Travis Carter. I will be your host and moderator for this evening. Over my right shoulder at the high top table, the big fella, the tuna country Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, a man that needs no introduction, but gets one from me every week anyway, the fabulous one, <laughs> Freddie Benders. Thank you, sir. Did you pick up a van sponsorship today? <laughs> like you got some van shoes Dude, these and are, a van these hat. Are, these are my uh, skateboarding, 96 denims. <laughs> Remember the UK denim uniforms? So the vans denims? made a denim tennis shoe for the 96 Kentucky No, team? I'm just oh. playing it like that. Uh, it would be a lot cooler <laughs> if they did. Sure <laughs> Uh, we are on all manners of social media now on Twitter at blockout pod. Uh, you can email the show blockout sports pod at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at blockout sports pod. Uh, we've gotten a lot of mojo.com. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's, never mind. It's old antiquated social media from back in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I've uh, enjoyed uh, getting some feedback, uh, especially on the Facebook page. Uh, keep that up. If you enjoy the show, if you listen every week, uh, tell a friend. Our audience, uh, fellas, you don't know this, but uh, over the last month, our uh, audience is up 22%, according to the latest analytics, which is pretty cool. We've done this all just by word of mouth. I believe this is episode 17. Uh, could be. Yeah. Man, Could I feel be. like everyone in this room should know the answer to this, and I, I have no idea. I think this is episode 17. I'm I'm almost sure. Greatness blends together. And uh, uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we wouldn't keep doing this if people weren't listening. It's It's been really cool uh, to kind of see the audience grow uh, each and every week. It's Freddie's been going around the parking lots at the pick pack, putting flyers under people's windshield wipers. <laughs> Whatever so it takes. It seems to be working. Let's do it. Flyers everywhere. Whatever it takes. Um, guys, I just wanted to kind of uh, start this. We don't really have a starting point this week. Thankfully, nothing terribly tragic has happened in the world of sports uh, since we recorded last, um, unless you count the uh, – well, the Indiana. XFL Guardians took their first loss last week, so that well, is kind of tragic. tragic. Ouch. That's yeah, tragic. Uh, the Indiana-Iowa game was relatively tragic. Uh, Freddie thinks that the uh, Kentucky-Vanderbilt game from last night was a little tragic, although I enjoyed that. I can get into that a little bit later. But um, Oh, sorry, I said Guardians. I meant Renegades. Guardians been losing since it started. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Colin. Yeah, he uh he texted me uh during their game last week and I think his entire text was my team stinks. Yeah, he he those, <laughs> those guys are really bad. Um I, I yeah, he chose poorly. I don't there's no other way around that. I I was hoping my jersey would have been in today. I was going to sport it. <laughs> yeah. It's Bummer. got more rules than a gremlin, man. It's 2 and 0 right now. Get it 2 and 0. Um, call. <laughs> but I thought we would start with uh, just kind of going around the horn on college basketball. Uh, we are 
in the final week of the regular season, gearing up for conference tournaments. Um, I would, and we were talking about earlier, uh, we're, we're remembering some teams, which we'll get to later on in this episode. But I feel like this is one of those years where maybe five years from now it will be one of those let's remember some teams type of deal because nobody has really separated themselves. Yeah, I don't think there's a memorable team in this college basketball season. and But I, I, that's what March is for. Sure. Some team's going right. to go on this incredible run and we're all going to fall in love with it. And How about those half-court shots? Yeah, been been a wild week for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, unbelievable. should you tell that story, Travis? I am quickly going to tell that story. I don't think Tuna knows this story yet. Um, my cousin and his wife uh, came over last Saturday. They live in Indianapolis. They were in town uh, at the casino over in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And Lucky bastards. Uh, my cousin's wife bet a 14-team parlay. Oh, you're kidding me. Gamer. A 14-team parlay, okay? <laughs> it's like it's like buying a lottery ticket, man. It pays $12,000 to win. <sighs> she hit 13 of 14. Oh, take the buyout. Take the buyout. <laughs> she missed oh. Arizona State hitting oh. a 60-foot oh. shot uh. at the buzzer. Oh, so many people had that Arizona money line on that, man. My ice is melting. Oh, God, that makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Oh, that's the kind of stuff that will make you never want to bet on sports again until <laughs> the next day. But, yeah, there's the, – oh, uh, What was the payout again? 12, 12 grand. It would have been paid out $12,000. Oh, man, I had a 12-team parlay a while back that, that missed on an Oregon State upset over Oregon. And that was the only game. It was it was eleven out of the twelve, but that was a five grand payoff, and I was pretty stoked about that. But man, I couldn't imagine oh, that Arizona Arizona State. Oh, and that was probably she probably had the money line because there was obviously sure. the spread yep. on that. Absolutely. So it was like what a minus six hundred probably. Probably ish. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean. Absolutely. It's like it didn't even need to be on there. No, that was just like no. adding it on for just to get a boost. No. Oh, yeah. That's uh, heartbreaking. So, man. uh, Dubber, if you're listening, uh, all of us here at the Blockout Sports Pod extend our condolences uh, thoughts and, and prayers. thoughts and prayers yeah. <laughs> for your loss. Yeah. Um, Freddie, uh, give me your uh, quick. Uh, feelings about what we've seen last week in college basketball well uh i can tell you this there are teams that like what about the alabama auburn game i mean talk about auburn a must win for them and uh i I mean that game was crazy too went into overtime obviously bama's Uh, been skating by these last three weeks like they had that that overtime game with South Carolina, who is just awful. Yes. And then they had the game against Arkansas, which they looked probably better than they did in the past three games. Oh, yeah. But still, like, sneaked out of that, winning by, what, six? And 
then this Auburn stretcher, like, and you know that play that happened last night that Pearl's all fired up about was the <laughs> uh, the equivalent, a small Burst. scale equivalent to the Bengals play on the sidelines with Mahomes. It was like the ref knows what's going on in this game. He's caught up in the game, and he and you know like that the other ref was mechanical. It's he like, made the call. They didn't want to get booed, man. I they know, didn't want to get booed. And, it was crazy, and uh, they didn't want to call the foul. And now the guy's hurt now. Like he actually got oh, hurt. Really? He's not going to play in the Tennessee game. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. So because uh, Auburn plays Tennessee this coming up weekend, but yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. The the best part about that game was obviously the Bruce Pearl interview at the end, which I, he went full Hulk mode and turned green. And I think if if you've seen the video or if you just heard the recording, I've just heard the recording. Well, the video is super weird because they just the camera was just looking at his junk the entire time. <laughs> yeah, the camera. Someone had <laughs> was, hit something on yeah, the camera. It I was did, just focused. I heard right about in, that. I think he turned green and like went full Hulk mode because he was like screaming smash and choke and I don't he even know. Smash. He yelled choke. Definitely. God, I wish we could two play a sound times. of that right here. But God, it was it was that was the best was part of that funny. game. Was, you could tell. Like that's why I love about Bruce Pearl. You love him or hate him. That guy has so much passion and energy he and does. like. That guy loves what he does, and you could tell by how angry he gets with it. Like, I no, I I totally agree. Uh, also, I think he's great for college basketball. Uh, to spread it around the globe a little bit, or around the uh, the country. How about the TCU win? That Jamie was a, Dixon, dude, back at it, that man. was another good win. And TCU's one of them scary little teams that can make the Sweet Sixteen. I think uh, they remind me of like UConn. Uh, or kind of like uh, what's that other uh, Kansas State had a good win this week. Uh, they're playing well. Um, and right when you say all that, Arizona's like you know they lose on the last second shot. And then did UCLA? What uh, I think they've won their last two, haven't they? They did. Okay. They, uh, so they, they're full throttle. UCLA's hitting on all cylinders right now. Right. That's a team that's probably. Whereas Arkansas, who we were high on, it just say, got drummed by Tennessee. <laughs> if you're looking for the two teams going into the NCAA tournament with the most momentum, I'd say it's obviously Kansas and um, and UCLA. And then you could throw Bama up there. I know they've had close games, but you have to yeah. like be battle-tested. That's part of it. But the only thing that scares me about Bama is if they go on a drought where they're not scoring, can they? Because they give up a lot of points. Right. So... We'll see. And I'm still holding on to my Arkansas, even though they got chumped by Tennessee. What was that, by 14 and that was, points? And by yeah. the way, how about that injury? That's, yeah, Tennessee I mean, lost Ziggler for the year. Tennessee's already lost six of nine. So. Yeah, they're they're collapsing right now. Which, by the way, I'm looking at their net ranking right now. Tennessee still ranked third in the net. And I, I'm having a hard time understanding how that, that is. Well, that's that's way above my mathematical level of understanding how they figured all that out. I was actually looking today. I saw somebody had posted something about um, the difference between Vanderbilt and Kentucky's net ratings, and they went through, you know, their quad quad one wins, uh-huh. quad two wins, quad three wins, quad four wins, etc., and they were almost identical. And yet, Kentucky was some 60 spots ahead of Vanderbilt in the net rankings. And I know a lot of that has to do with who you played, when you played them, mm-hmm. how much you won by. 
I don't understand how that all works. That's Cal, dude. He threw something in there. Yeah, I leave that up to the nerds. <laughs> I have no idea. But, uh, you know, the net rankings are obviously a significant piece that the tournament selection committee uses now as far as... Uh, it's a cumulative of several different... Like uh, I think Ken Pomeroy's one. Uh, they they don't use the AP poll, do they? Maybe I don't, they do. I Maybe it's the coaches, but I don't remember what they. Hell, I'd be lying if I said I knew exactly what went into it. Are the Sagarin so, ratings in there? They use Sagarin at all? I don't even. Do, I, is Sagarin even still a thing? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Jeff Sagarin is alive. Well, well, but I don't. See, I remember that. Dude I just in the don't. Courier Journal back. Well, in I don't the even look. I used to just peek over in the current in the newspaper and see it over there but yeah. now now it's not you know you got to hunt Yeah for that's it. just something I I haven't heard about Sagarin in, in quite some time but I mean if it's still going then maybe it's it's part of this but it's yeah, definitely that, still going Yeah So what uh, about what what's that other uh wasn't there another upset that what uh another team that went down no Gonzaga's been cruising Well I was going to uh, say uh who, uh, Ohio State beat Maryland yep, yesterday. Yep, that was a big so, game in the Big Ten. Yeah, um, I saw Iowa State lost a uh, one of their starters was kicked off the team today. Yep. Oh, that. this information went past me. Who was it? Do you, do you know? Uh, Starts with a K. He's their third leading scorer. Okay. Uh, he averaged, uh, I think, around ten points a game. Mm, what he do? Uh, Guard. They said. Uh, what do they say? Conduct, conduct, not meeting the standards of the program, or something <laughs> like that. So, I mean, that that could be literally anything. Yeah, that means he screwed up pretty well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it, it, we're getting ready. All these little small tournaments are starting, so those are always kind of fun just to throw on the tube. Um, I and we're all in our last games here. These are the last games Saturday, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, starting like Tuesday is the start of the big, big major power six or whatever. Right. Um, and like we talked about last week, I both love and hate these small conference tournaments yeah. <laughs> because I love how exciting they are. And, I mean, it, it, there's two or three teams. Hell, they're – there's been two or three teams in the last couple years that either were right at 500, maybe even had a losing mm -hmm. record. Well, I think we can go. Did you guys hear Patino's statements last week mm -mm. where he mentioned that he would take another job at a bigger school? Oh, yes. And yes. it was basically, I think, them losing because they ran through what 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 conference was the Mac the M A A C right yeah they I mean they ran through that but they lost in the conference tournament and to St Peter's which Freddie knows well um <clears throat> but uh damn it it left them out of the drink. tournament and you, you got <laughs> drink out of misery but he got you know what I mean like. He got a taste of that. Like, you can run through your conference and be dominant, but you lose that conference tournament. One your game. Your season's done. One game. And I think that really rubbed him the wrong way. And it's brutal. now he's looking for another job, and I'm curious to see where he's going to end up. Is the St. John's job open, by the way? Yes. Well, I feel like that's a perfect marriage. Hell, they've you tried know what? everything. That really is a perfect marriage. I mean, they've tried everything at St. John's. They brought Chris Mullins in. Like, I mean, And he actually – did okay. His first three years, he did. Um, or two years. But yeah. 
but that's a team that is begging to be relevant again. And that's a team that I almost talked about last week last when we were week. doing our 80s teams oh, because yeah. I loved those Beasts of the East teams. Yeah. Walter like the Truth Barry. 83, 84. When that league was really the league, even though I love the Big Ten, but but I loved that conference back then. To this day, it's still one of the best 30 for 30s ever made was the Requiem for, yep. the, Big East, yep. Requiem for the Big East. Oh, yeah. That was so good. The personalities on the coaching staff at there. Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, every, everybody was. Pearl Washington. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, Raleigh Massimino. Yeah, it was it was good. So that's a team <laughs> that Albano. that's really begging to be relevant. And people would, I I think people would love it if they got good again and consistently good again. And what better guy to bring? I mean, basketball back Dude, to New York City. There was a time you know? when St. John's was bigger than the Knicks. Like they cared Absolutely. about St. John's basketball more than they cared Absolutely. about New York Knicks basketball. So yeah, Patino and Madison Square Garden again. I oh, mean, how dude, awesome! Like, I know that that'd be that'd be perfect, and, and honestly, could, a good way for him wants to end to his stay career. up there too. And he ain't, he don't want to come around. He say what you will about there. Patino, but that guy he's earned his stripes as a head coach. Absolutely. Like that guy's one of the best coaches to ever do it, and that would be a great storybook ending for him. And he could follow in the footsteps of the great Louis Carnesecca. Yes, and uh, wear the sweater. <laughs> my favorite uh, John former Thompson sweater. My favorite former St. John's coach, uh, Joe Lapchick, which was uh, a uh, he's an old school, uh, you know, '60s kind of basketball coach that I've learned a lot about and read some books about and stuff. And I just think St. John's is one of those teams that when they're good, it's good for college basketball. Oh, for sure, I agree. it's you been know? so long, man. Like it there's has generations that don't even like we're we're what three generations removed from them being relevant, right? Uh, Who was the kid that came there that was the schoolboy Felipe boy? Lopez? Felipe Lopez, the cover of Sports cover Illustrated, sports, yeah, and and he was okay. He averaged like seventeen a game. He they were good. Bad. They he were was good, good when uh, when. Ron Artest, a lot of pressure. Yeah, they're, they're, they went through stretches. Yeah, uh, Artest was good. Yeah. Mike Jarvis was the coach. Yeah. Yep. So they have they have had flashes, but not consistent success for the better part of twenty years. Right. I would say. Right. But yeah, there's been a lot of rumors circulating that uh, Ole Miss, like after those comments were made by Rick Pitino, that Ole Miss fired Kermit Davis the next day, and everybody's like, the hot rumor was Rick Pitino to Ole Miss. I'm like, he ain't gonna move there. He's not going to Oxford, <laughs> Mississippi. He's like, not gonna live there. Yeah, I promise you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I not. hadn't heard that at all. Yeah, but that's my my no. first thought is. He is not moving to Mississippi. He might have some horses in Lexington still. <laughs> I'd love to see him so, on the Grove, man. Like, that's as far as it goes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Then I've heard the, the Georgetown rumors as well. And uh, my understanding is, and I said this a few weeks ago, that Mike Bray is still penciled in for that job. So, and I speaking thought he of, was going to do announcing. Be, uh, I thought he was. Well, they haven't offered him the job yet, but I think that that's going to happen. I thought so, he retired from and Notre Dame, and he's done. He's not going to do it. No, he, he didn't just, retire. We just talked about stepped it. away from coaching at Notre Dame. Like it was a mutual. Okay. Yeah. When speaking of him, a big win for him uh, last night against Pittsburgh to close out his last game coaching at Notre Dame, which mm. which was nice. 
Uh, it was a big upset, really. Um, yeah, and then he uh, he had promised the kids, uh, the students, that if they won that last game, that he would uh, show up at the local bar, whatever that is. Barney Stone. And uh, party with them. And so that's what he did, and I think that's awesome. Like, Bray... Bray is a throwback. I agree. To oh, a, I love to it. the characters that we're talking yes, about yes. from like the eighties and and things like that. He's that kind of personality. He's not. I mean, he's been relative relatively successful at Notre Dame. Obviously, not with Final Fours or anything like that. But he's, you know, had a winning team, promoted a winning culture there, and all the while doing it with uh, some personality that oh yeah is sorely missing he was always on went before uh calipari he was on that list when calipari came to kentucky mike bray was on that <sighs> he think, was and i, I think I know, it was basically on, on it, personality and couldn't stuff have been a worse fit but i don't know i just know that he was on that list i think he may have would a short list rubbed big blue nation the wrong way a little bit really yeah okay Yep, he's a little prickly, but he's a damn good coach, and he's got the personality. So I, I think he Notre Dame was a good job for him. Georgetown, I think, will be a good good job for him. I agree. And yeah. there, there's another team that is much makes college basketball, at least to me, much more interesting when they're good. I've just never understood how Patrick Ewing's been there. How, how long has he been there? Well, I mean, it, he's the. I know, but at some point, you have to. Well, he would have been gone already had they not made that miracle run through the through That's the conference the one thing tournament that saved that his year. job. Yes, um, which was, I got to admit, I, I was the biggest Georgetown fan in the world when they were making that run. Mm -hmm. But he just hasn't been. He's had one good year, right? Mm -hmm. And they're historically bad the last couple of seasons. So that. That train has moved on. And, Believe me, uh, I'm well aware of the strings attached to that, uh, having to get rid of a um, local legend. Hopefully, we don't have to approach that here locally. Is that going to uh, wheel us into, speaking of Georgetown and St. John's, is that going to wheel us into eventually doing our Final Four teams, or you all want to hold off for that? We're going to wait on that okay. just a little bit. I, I did want to uh, touch quickly on what tuna was alluding to there which is uh the end of the regular season uh <laughs> for awesome. louisville basketball and in one of the all-time great i was trying to get away from louisville and there oh, we no, are but, but no, no, no i know i know good call i was trying but to this is one of the all-time great microcosms of a season at halftime of the game between Louisville and Virginia Tech. Is, is that right? Yes. Virginia yeah. Tech. Senior night. Senior night for Louisville. Um, <laughs> they have some sort of a dog. He was supposed to catch Frisbees. Yes, a Frisbee-catching dog come out. Alex. On was that his the, name? Uh, From Stroh's. Was that his name? No. Oh, Alex the dog. What a weird name for a dog. He's coming out on the court to catch Frisbees, you know, like you see at games all the time. Well, apparently this dog knew something of uh, the venue that he was at, the team which he was representing, and uh, he just squatted and took a dump right on the middle of the court 
at halftime in the in game. In all fairness, it was at the end zone of the court or like on the outside. So it was it wasn't like on the bird itself in mid court. And that bird covers up about seventy five percent of the court. So like I mean, he missed the bird, but still, thanks for shitting on the court, buddy. It was great water cooler talk in the morning. Yeah. You know. I'd like to go to his house and take a shit on his floor. Damn. Dog. Well, if if, uh, if he goes four and twenty or whatever yeah. next year, then maybe you'll have a reason to do that. Well, I don't think he caught four out of twenty frisbees, asshole, Alex. <laughs> you know Alex from Stroh's. Stroh's the beer company. I do yeah. remember that. Alex from Stroh's was an Irish know, setter. That, yeah, I I don't know that one. Yeah, man. Don't you know who Spuds McKenzie is? Does he is? hang out with the... Uh, Do you not know Spuds McKenzie? Does he hang out with the Hams Bear now? Like, he with these is showing his age now because he don't know Spuds McKenzie. I know the Hams Bear, man. <laughs> That's pretty old. Well, Spuds had a... I know Spuds McKenzie. Okay. He was surfing with girls in bikinis. He was in the... He was in the... Um, Wish they could all be the California bud, with bowl, David Lee Roth bowl. video. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't he in one of the the first Bud Bowl? Yeah, man. When they had the Super Bowl, when they brought the forty ounces out, I love it. <laughs> the Bud Bowl needs to make a comeback. Um, I'm glad you brought the Cardinals up. I didn't and, bring them uh, up. It's on. What's they're just so basically they are in the tournament though. They have a shot to make a run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Great their, call. Their run would be uh, keeping it within ten points at halftime in their first conference tournament game okay. well i can tell guess. you something on a quick note if you want to throw kentucky in there drink uh without wallace and i hope that injury is not bad they can forget it okay it's that simple wallace in uk win wallace out uk pout yeah because Savir Wheeler is is hurt too. So no, you did have you no hear? Guards. Did you hear he didn't? Why, where was he for senior night? Why wasn't he know. there? I have no idea. I think that's very weird. I don't think you're ever going to see him play again. No, even if well, he didn't he just have help. surgery like today? Yeah, but he's or like kind of checked out on the team. Like you can tell that yeah, he's there's some surgery over there. Yeah, but he's he probably heard this podcast. Heard you make no, fun of him like crazy. No. He's like screw this people. No. Frederick's, he's like, that guy's wearing denim hey, vans, and he's talking shit about Frederick's me. Frederick's next in his yellow shoes he wore, <laughs> whatever the hell those were. I didn't see him. Yeah, I mean, he was 0 for 8, couldn't hit the boat, and he's wearing yellow boats on his feet. Like, match the team, dude. Come on. <laughs> I mean, the kid is, I don't know why he keeps getting playing time. He just wanders around out there. He's got he a great haircut. A I give him that. High top fade. <laughs> it's not even high top fade. It's like shaved sharp around the ears. Um, yeah. I don't even know what that is. It looks like he's wearing a helmet. Either but anyways, way, that's, a, but anyways that's enough about Kentucky. They they uh, they they've got to have Wallace in order to continue on the hot streak that they've been on uh, before this loss happened. Um, on to you, Travis. Well, Indiana followed up their best win of the season, uh, winning at Purdue. On Saturday, uh, with a uh, thoroughly uninspired and relatively disgusting performance at home against Iowa. Now, Indiana plays on Sunday against Michigan, who, as we are recording this, is currently losing by seven to Illinois. And really a must win for Indiana. We'll, we'll see what happens uh 
with the rest of the teams in the Big Ten. There's like a four or five team log jam between second and fourth in the Big Ten, and that is who gets the the uh, double buys in the conference tournament. I feel like the team had basically, you know, Trace Jackson Davis had put the team on his shoulders for the better part of a month, month and a half. And it almost seems to me like he's, I don't, I don't want to say tired, but he clearly hasn't been himself. Even in the Purdue game that they won, it took um, Jalen Huchifino to have a career night. Uh, but then in, in the, in the uh, Iowa game the other night, the entire team looked disinterested, like they didn't want to be there. I was watching it with Freddie. We were watching uh, yeah. Bellerman play too. But I, I I just never got the feeling that Indiana was even in the ball game, and that's that's disturbing for a couple of different reasons. The biggest one is we're at the end of the season. It's not like there's a lot of time we can fix this in practice. So you kind of what you are what you are at this exactly. point in the season, and – Indiana, I still think they have a have a chance to make a run in the Big Ten tournament. I the, still think the they, good thing with this, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. The good thing with you saying that you you don't know what they are is that from a outside perspective, a guy that has no dog in this fight at all. I think you can say that about almost every team in college basketball. That's true because they the, their fans are saying the same thing that you're saying. They've all had those games where they're like, "We weren't even in it. I don't. It's too late in the season for us to look like this. We have no identity." Like that's, throw away the game film. Yeah, like I feel like that's a more common theme in college basketball than it has been in previous seasons. Well, let's get this tournament underway because it's going to be fun. Oh, Vegas is going to make so much money in this tournament. Like, because I yeah, I mean, it's going to be chaos. Anyway, I, we say that, but. Watch it just be chalk all the way through. This is going to be the year that's just chalky <laughs> as can be. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't. That'll know. probably cost me a lot of money. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to losing some. It's going to be a good time. Um, we are going to get back into college basketball because we are going to do our uh, recurring segment. Let's remember some teams uh, here in a little bit, uh, but. Fred, I know there were uh, there was a derby prep last week, and there are a few coming up this weekend. Why don't you catch us up to speed real quick on uh, on what's going on as far as uh, Triple Crown preparations? Okay, guys, uh, we had a little race uh, this past Saturday, and it's starting to pick up. the The everyone's getting their points now. Baffert's transferred his horses. Everybody's trying to. Uh, Plural. Make the Derby. And uh, as we go through this, uh, we got four Derby preps this weekend, so I'm kind of stoked a little bit about it. Uh, But not all great, great races. How have you been doing on them so far? You've been hitting any winners on them? Doing okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I hit on Red Route 1. I've hit a couple races with him. Um, That gets us right into it, that the – one of the la- the race this past Saturday was the Rebel Stakes, and uh, where you got the winner gets fifty points and onward, and uh, it was slop, sloppy track, so it was uh, 
kind of a wet, dreary day out there, and uh, confidence game pulled the uh, not necessarily an upset, but I know the trainer said we're in the we're heading to Churchill. So uh, it was a good win. Uh, there was an inquiry in it, that, but it didn't really affect that horse. But Red Route won the horse. I, I had a, what about 40 or 50 on that. He is a closer that comes rolling, folks. And then Reincarnate, which is a Baffert Yachtine horse that uh, was also affected by that inquiry. But he, he had a nice run to third. Anyways, that was that. We have uh, four derby preps coming up. And the main one is the Fountain of Youth, Tuna. Uh, the Fountain of Youth has the number one horse on the uh, Freddie Bender's board. The number one on Freddie Bender's right, board. Right, that is called oh. For that is Forte, a Pletcher horse. Nine to, uh, going against several good horses. I'm just going to give you. One, I'm giving you my picks. I, we don't need to go down through all this. Uh, but I'm going to go with the chalk, the favorite, Forte. I'm impressed with him. And Rocket Can. Does Matt Forte own that horse? No. No. <laughs> Matt Forte. Uh, no, but Calvin Burrell ain't riding him either. All right. Uh, Blazing Sevens. Forte, Rocket Can, Blazing Sevens is my one, two, three on that. Uh, just so you know, uh, Matt or Tuna going through Florida – Five of the last Kentucky Derby winners who passed through Gulfstream Park did so in Florida. Wait a minute. Five of the last Kentucky Derby winners. Five of the last seven Kentucky, okay. Kentucky Derby okay. winners who passed through Gulfstream Park did so like in the Florida Derby. After, you don't sound sure about it. Yes, that's okay. what they've done after skipping the Fountain of Youth. Oh, So okay. five of the last seven horses have skipped the Fountain of Youth, went to the Florida Derby, and won. So you're telling me that, that don't even watch the Fountain well, of Youth. Well, no, you have to, but, it is, <laughs> but it's a crazy stat. That's what stat. I took from that. <laughs> but it's a crazy stat. It is I crazy. It it's is just nuts. those other two, though, that, kinda, that are going to be Kind of like the Gotham. Uh, the Gotham Stakes. One, uh, the horse I like in that is Lugan Knight. Batman. Uh, there has never been a Kentucky <laughs> Lugan Knight rises. There have, has never been a Kentucky Derby winner in the Gotham except one horse. Can you all name it? Uh, winning colors. Travis War Emblem. Secretariat. Uh, I almost said that, but I thought that was too obvious. There you go. Okay, now we're going to get it. Secretariat. Yeah, I mean, so let's get to the San Felipe. That's another great uh, uh, prep. Santa Anita, 530 is the post on that. I'm going with Practical Move, Chase the Chaos, the three, the one, and National Treasure, the two. Seven. Of the last eight horses have led gate to wire here for the winner. Four of them is a Baffert or Yachtin horse. That's, a, that's an interesting stat. Uh, four Kentucky Derby winners in that race since 2000, by the way. And then you got the John Battaglia at Turfway. <laughs> 
You only get 20 uh, points for that I one think he instead used to of be 50. an offensive lineman for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> That's back, Marco back Battaglia. This is John Battaglia, yeah. the legendary announcer. Travis, correct? Yes. Yes, for Churchill Downs. Oh, wait. Uh, the odds mean- maker. Mike, Mike but this yeah. is John. His uh, is that his father? I think it's his. I thought it was his brother. Yeah, his brother that played offensive line. No, I don't claim to know this, folks. I'm sorry. Someone can write in and tell us. But Mike, uh, the, it is the John Mike Battaglia is is the one that's exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Was so a turf I, I thought it was his years. brother. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, uh, I'm on one horse and one horse only there, and that is Gilmore. Uh, but anyways, you got uh, some major derby preps going on on Saturday. Throw it on TVG. Throw it on uh, America's uh, Day at the Races and check those out. Uh, it's going to be a fun year. Tuna is all over it. I can't wait. I love horses. <laughs> you do. I used to really love horses. You love winning colors. I know that. Yeah, winning color Philly. That's right. I was going to ask you if yeah. you knew that. Yeah, it was a Philly. I knew that. It was the first derby I went to. I think it was 1988. That sounds right. I was I was young. That sounds Very right. young. That's like, awesome, man. I'm going to give you my top five, just so you know, uh, and then we're done with horse racing. Forte on my board, big board, Mel Kuyper board, instant coffee. Can. Oh. Yes, Arabian Night. Uh, I have switched one up to Litigate and Hit Show. Those are my top fives. Off the record, we're going to discuss Arabian Night. What's that? I'm talking to Freddie. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, Travis, to exclude you. Well, maybe Arabian (laughs) Night's your derby horse. Maybe it is. We'll discuss discuss after the show. Yeah, great odds on that horse in Vegas. And uh, as much as Fred is into the horses... Uh, I am into auto racing, and this weekend is a big weekend in auto racing. Uh, worldwide, we have the first Formula One race. Bahrain. Indeed. And uh, stateside, we have my personal favorite uh, racing series, the IndyCar Series, uh, getting fired up for the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Um Everything, much as the horse races lead up to the Kentucky Derby and the Triple Crown races, for me, especially uh, as it relates to IndyCar, everything points towards the month of May and the Indianapolis 500. Uh, As we get closer to that, uh, we will be discussing uh, more of the IndyCar series, mainly because I am the host and moderator and I can uh, dictate what we talk about. Okay. So we will be talking about some Indianapolis 500 stuff. Oh, dude, I'm psyched. I mean. As we get closer. But we got to tell some stories, too, like uh, some Rick Mears stories of being out in the snake pit. Um, As we do inch closer, yeah, and I I would love to. I know Fred is a longtime uh, person that went to several. 500s i've gotten some tickets from freddie's mother actually gave me a couple of tickets that uh that she had when uh well, my father's yeah after he passed yeah yes. which is super cool but uh we'll, we'll get into all that later but what i would uh tell people is that 
If you're not familiar with IndyCar, give it a shot this weekend. Uh, to me, it is the most compelling, most entertaining, most exciting form of big-time racing uh, that's going right now. And uh, I think if you give it a shot, you'll really enjoy it. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, let's quickly touch on how our... XFL teams did last oh, week. Oh, baby. Everybody loves this part when we get to XFL. Well, I mean, it, it I know our needle. listeners do. They're like, caca, caca. Nothing moves the needle like XFL football. Well, I let mean, me it's... tell you about my team. I'll jump right on in here. Well, the Battle we knew that Hawks. Was happen. I look through the schedule and I'm like, as the tough, hardcore fan that I am, mm-hmm. and uh, I look and I'm like, dude, we started on the road. Three games on the road in the in, uh, to start off the year, and we are two and zero oh and looking for three against Travis's team, and I am stoked. I got my jersey on the way, as I already said. I haven't put the numbers or the name on the back, <laughs> but I'll so figure you got out a, a way. Just a T-shirt coming? No, it's a legit Battlehawk yeah. jersey. You just it got just, a blue rod. Yeah, the guy goes, "This is the best <laughs> material." He goes, "It's way better than those hundred forty dollar ones." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. And, and, yeah, trustworthy. And I saw those hundred forty dollars. I'm like, no, I don't like the XFL that much. Yeah. <laughs> Tuna, how did your team do this last week? Well, the Renegades took their first loss, but. They played the Houston Roughnecks, which if you've watched the Houston Roughnecks play, they could probably finish in the top half of the NFL. That's a well-oiled machine. Wade Phillips has to be one of the best coaches to ever strap on the XFL headset. Is he up for coach of the year already? He has to be. He's already <laughs> got it, I think. But uh, you learn from your lessons. There was a, It was a great uh, – Great uh, lesson learned for these young men out there, and we're gonna we're gonna go to um, St. Louis next week for St. Louis's first home game and deliver them their first loss. So look forward to that next Saturday night. Okay, um, I like that. Can somebody tell me if my team won last week or not? Uh, <laughs> your team did not win. We didn't? I don't believe so. I'm devastated. They got smacked pretty good, I believe. Oh, my gosh. My team, of course, is the... uh... It was a Saturday night game, and I'm going to give you slack for not watching it because any other time I would scold you for not watching. I watched the first half. IU played Purdue at the same time that game was going on. Yes, that is true. So you got a free pass on that. That is true. But then I didn't uh, bother to... Oh, take that back. Nope. Defenders beat the Vipers. Oh, I knew we would yeah. come through. I knew we would. I knew we'd find wow. a way. Yeah. I knew we'd find a way. Yeah, man. That so we're sitting at two and zero right now. Yep, you guys are both two and zero. Wow, that's a big yeah. matchup this weekend. Dude, huge matchup. Yeah, it's battle like of the undefeated. Monday night, Monday night football. Is it on Monday night? No, no. it would be oh, cool man, if it that'd was. Be awesome. Yeah, it's uh, Sunday at one o'clock. Sunday I think. at one, baby. Nothing Ooh. else going on except golf. Maybe the Big Ten. Well, Are they going to be used to playing? Have the F one race, the, big the Indy race. Oh, all the stuff on, we just talked about. Hey, is the, probably is some the, prep races. Is the well? <laughs> what about baseball spring training? Yeah, well, hey, those games it, don't count is yet. Is the uh, they don't? Well, I know. Did, huh? did you hear what happened in the 
There's something happened in one of the the games. The guy got a hit. Is that what it was in one of the spring training games? <laughs> no, it made uh, national news. Something what? happened in one of the uh, one of the the games. I think they the umpires left. I don't know anything about this. They, they no, wanted, I don't either. They wanted to bat an extra in, an extra uh, set of innings. Usually, it's top of the ninth. You're up. You win. They wanted to bet. They wanted to play another, continue the inning, no matter what. And the umpires all left, and the baseball players, like I think it was the Astros, and somebody had to. They they just kept scoring everything <laughs> during the spring training. They have one game. of the. In all fairness, nobody really cares what the Astros do. I, I know, even, but I, I get it. I, I don't mean to throw them out. It may be the Angels, but. No. It was, anyways. I thought it was kind of funny when it came on. It was on. Uh, they have one of the players' radio. dads come down and. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, that's you six won't. instead of five. Well, I'm sure Diastro's already figured out a new way to cheat these rules. So they, uh, I'm sure the refs just said, "Screw it, we can't do anything about this anyway," and walked off. Mm. But yeah, college baseball is in the big swing of things right now too. Yep. it's been a lot of fun. Uh, which, by the way, there's a big tournament being played down in Houston, four-team round robin. Uh, you have um, Texas A&M, TCU, Michigan, and the Louisville Fighting Cardinals. Big tournament starting Love Friday Louisville night. Baseball. Friday night at 8. So, And uh, you were telling me earlier uh, Louisville is in their typical spot, you know, ranked, ranked nationally. Yeah, the, the thing is it's hard to tell with baseball because there's like seriously like 400 different rankings in baseball. And um, but the one that ESPN recognizes because most of the games are on ESPN Plus is like the coaches and all that. It's um, they're ranked 14th right now, so so it's a good spot. the The key is is being in that top eight and getting home advantage to host a super regional. Right. That's that's right. That's the biggest factor. Right. So. Always Louisville. Always a tough team. Great coach. Yeah. Until. They get to Omaha. We have yet to win even a single game in Omaha. So, hopefully that changes soon. Um, well, and I, I, I would say just getting there. And but I get what you're saying. They've been there what two or three times? Now? Three times. They've been there three times, mm-hmm. and they still haven't won a single game. No, sir. <clears throat> well, that's not ideal. Nope. But getting there three times is pretty impressive. It is, considering that Louisville baseball was non-existent before Dan McDonald showed up. Right. So, credit to him, and I'm so glad that we've been able to keep him through all the turmoil. He's been the one constant in that athletic department. Yeah, him and the, in the women's. Him uh, and Jeff Walls, Jeff the Walls, two constants. The I, I should constants. say that. Yeah, they, they, Jeff Walls and McDonald have, have been great. So And those games, for anybody that lives here in the area and hasn't been, Going to a little uh, University of Louisville baseball game is a fantastic experience. Oh, it's cheap. It's blast. you have a great time. But well, I think they have two dollar beers out in the outfield. Yeah, um, and it, it's more fun and it's better quality. Well, I'm not going to say better quality baseball. I I feel like it's more fun than bats games. Yeah, so. uh, and also to throw in there as a father of a six year old, they have in this epic. Uh, playground area right. that's caged yeah. in mm-hmm. like a box, yep. and there's a gate that you open up, and you're like, "Get in there, 
Junior, and then you <laughs> shut the gate, and you walk, turn around and watch the game, and they're, like, in there, dude. And, I mean, <laughs> it's it is. It's insane in it there, is dude. Lord of the Flies-style <laughs> chaos. That's it where is. children become men. <laughs> it is. And you're like, dude. Like, you got to leave the game, and there's, like, one kid standing up who just alphaed everyone. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's totally like they got their hands on it. Can I get some water? <laughs> No, but it's awesome, those That's games cool. are are really fun to go to, and uh, Freddie and I have been to several of them together. And it's it, uh, hell. I went last year. I think I just heard on the radio that there was an afternoon game, and there was no, I had nothing to do, mm-hmm. so I just drove over there and went to the game. Paid like whatever it was, seven eight bucks to get in. Yeah, it's uh, watch some great baseball. I think ACC games are six dollars entry. And then um, they used to be free back in the day. I th- you can you still get into the midweek games free? I, maybe so. Maybe maybe you can't. I don't. Maybe it's a few. I bucks think now. I went during the middle of the okay. week, and I think I paid five or six. Bucks. Okay, but whatever it was, yeah. it was a negligible amount. It meant, Absolutely. You know. So it's good. Good baseball. Yeah, I like down first baseline on down past there. Uh, that's where all the, the gamer fans are. They're all standing there along yeah. that rail where the cast stone is right there. Um, over by the dugout. And uh man, they they all know their baseball, let me tell you. They all stand in that little area right over the fence. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of a lot of fun teams. Like you've got Tennessee's back. They got all their guys back from that run they went on last year and then Arkansas's loaded up. NC State's a team that's gonna be dangerous. If you remember, they were kind of the favorite to win it last year, right? And got pushed out because they had a COVID issue and weren't allowed to play. And um, they got a lot of guys returned back on that team. So that's Vanderbilt's a, always good. Vanderbilt's always good, but you gotta hate them because of the whistler. I don't understand why that guy has to sit there and whistle through the entire damn game. Oh, that he fan. makes and then it the fan, unwatchable, right? man. Yeah, yeah. Just, just turn the volume down. I'm with you, but you got to hear the commentators. How are you going to have your Jim Ma- Jim Nance moment when you when you got the whistler going over you? I'm usually listening to a to a jazz record or something when I'm watching those games. <laughs> I'm waiting gotcha. for one shining moment. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> Speaking of one shining moment, Freddie, that is I a get that. that is a perfect segue. <laughs> it's He's time. been trying to segue here all uh, like he uh, was trying to get us here like five minutes into the show. <laughs> It's time for our new segment, second week in a row. Let's remember some teams in which we remember some teams that we had a particular attachment to, that we enjoyed watching, or that we just liked a player or two. Um, Maybe they didn't win their conference. Maybe they didn't win the national championship. But they were compelling. Uh, they were teams that made a run in the tournament, at least. And uh, last week we went into the 80s and early 90s. This week we are uh, diving into the 2000s and beyond. And, Freddie, I would like to know what team you have selected for this week's Let's Remember Some Teams. Well, I went through, uh, and and you know we we as you said we looking for later teams later 
in the ears for these young young cats listening to the show. Did you take As George you Mason? Said, no, because I didn't really like anyone on that team. Even Not though even I like the team. Luke Hancock? But No, wait a minute. I thought you said George Mason. That's what I said. Well, oh, yeah. Luke Hancock was a part of that George Mason Yes, he was. Team. Was he really? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God, I never knew that. Absolutely, man. You've got to be kidding me. What, what did he average, like 10 or 12 a game? I think he was like, what, I don't 14, 15, maybe. I don't know. He went on a nice heater in that tournament. Dude, though. I knew he came. He had a great tournament. I run. knew he came from there, but I didn't know he came. From, no, he I was. I mean, I guess I should do the math. He was a big the, part of that team. On mm-hmm. the final, when the final, when they were in the final, four, I don't even know that date when they were in there. But it isn't them. But Luke Hancock is involved, and it's not Louisville. My team is the 2013 Michigan Wolverines who lost to Louisville in the championship game. And I tell you why, because they they fought their way up to the uh, John Bayline, is that his name? Yes. Bayline. Bayline. Great coach. uh, A fiery fiery guy uh, who was a great X's and O's guys. Cal. uh, He was a great X's and O guys, a guy that would get his team, found out, what their what their uh, positives were, what their weaknesses were, and I just felt like he was such a fighter. But this team that went on to have some really have still to the some really good NBA players, and that's what I think is cool about it. Plus, they had a couple little weasels, and the first weasel <laughs> weasels was Spike Spike Albrecht. Oh, I hated that we kid. We all know about Spike, where I think that he went off, and uh, not necessarily this game. It was. Uh, or was it? The, it he was had against 40. Louisville. Yeah. Yeah, he went crazy did against he have, Did he? It, I, I should have looked up the total history of the game, but he. In the first half, he went he absolutely insane. He had like 20 insane. or 30 in mm-hmm. the 24, maybe, in the first half. He, like, could not miss a three. Uh, he then, transferred somewhere, too, didn't he? Uh, he was on that Michigan team the following he year. He was on the I don't following he, year, too. I don't know if he transferred after that. But, but uh, I know he, he was, dude, there he the was a little year. fighter. He was a tough Maybe little player. Maybe he transferred in from somewhere. I'll have to look that I up. I think he well, was a I, walk-on, wasn't it, he? I'm not sure, dude, but he was a tough little dude and because he was rolling around in the backfield with the, cold the, blo- the cold-blooded killer, Nicholas Stauskas. Mm. Remember Stauskas, he could hit them threes coming off a screen like, bam, like Jamal Wilkes uh, over his head. Then, to make matters worse, you had a center that was really a tough, tough, uh, broad-shouldered center, Mitch McGarry. He was, at one point, Tuna, a first-team All-American. In case you didn't know that, he moved up to that status well aware. on that team. Uh, as you keep going... By the way, I saved the two best NBA players for last, and that is Glenn Robinson the third, who is a great uh, a great player uh, that shoots th- that shot threes. I mean, dude, he shoots great three point percentage in the mm-hmm. NBA right now. How about maybe the best NBA player of the group, Karis Lavert? Travis knows that he's had him on his fancy team, I think, before. Yes. And he uh, is kind of a late bloomer who really is a great player in the NBA uh, when he's not hurt, isn't he? 
Yes. And uh, quickly, uh, to uh, put a bow on what I was talking about, Spike Albrecht played at Michigan. Then he transferred to Purdue oh, for his last year. That's why you would remember. remember yes. He was everywhere. Yes. Now, so and he had 17 points in the first half of that game. Really? Okay. But what did, well, how, what did he end up with? I thought he had some crazy amount. Uh, well, it was 17. He scored 17 in like 10 minutes. Okay. That's he, right. he came he in off, the, off bench the bench and right. just started draining threes. Because, like, Louisville was pulling away, and then he would just come in and, and just uh, – what? Right. No, yeah. you, no. but what you said to me, you could be right, and maybe I got this wrong, but I thought Trey Burke was on the other team. Trey Burke was on the team that we so played. So he's on this team yes. then. Okay. Man, dude. He was the one what with the team. questionable foul that P- Peyton Siva had. Like, right. That was Trey Burke. Yep. They had three. They had a guard named Walton, too, that was pretty good. There was another guard on that team that um, it was Glenn Rice. No, 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 dude. That's way long ago. Yeah, well, not Glenn, not Glenn Rice. Rice. Glenn, uh, Glenn yeah. Robinson. Glenn Robinson the third. Right. That. Yeah. Trey I said Burke. Him. What was the? Um, Karis hmm. Levert and Walton. Who I have the other guys. Not Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. was on that team. I mean. You told it's, me to do my homework on yeah. my, my Final Four teams. I know. And this is your team. No. You should have the answers for this. I have Tim Hardaway Jr. right here. I haven't oh, okay. finished. Okay. But I'm not sure if, if Trey Burke was on that Trey team. Trey Burke was definitely on the on the okay. team that Louisville beat okay. in the championship I thought game. he was on an earlier. I thought he was older. But, no, you're right. He, I, I think he was on that team, and I missed it. Well, dude, think about all the players on that team, and basically on both teams those two years. They were back to back years, You're right? You're looking at the two thousand two thousand thirteen and the two thousand fourteen men's basketball right. roster. You need to look right. at the two thousand twelve right. and two thousand thirteen men's basketball roster. Okay, that was the team that made the Final Four. Right. Well, they both did. Well, yeah, I guess they both did. Yeah, but they you, both did. But you picked the one that Louisville played. Right. Okay. Right. Because I wanted to get Karis LeVert on that team. Okay. And, dude, I, I mean, I'm telling you, he's the best pro of anyone that's that's out there right now. I would agree with that. Now, Fred, there, yeah. was, uh, there was one player that we haven't mentioned on that uh, Michigan team yet, and I know that you uh, – you wanted to bring him up because he was a obviously an integral part of that team. Yeah, after all those players that we mentioned, and we did have the year right, and it was Louisville and everything, but Trey Burke. Yeah. And you're right. I did not have him down, and I'm like, dude, I mean, how can you not have him down? He's the best player. He was uh, probably Big Ten player of the year. And I know he mem- averaged 18 or something a game, went to the Jazz, a high draft pick. And part of the most controversial play in that game. Right. So – Anyways, that was uh, that's my team. Think of all those people, all those guys that still play in the NBA. That's pretty impressive. It is. That uh, was, that for was a, a team that never team. won. They had guard play. They had you know bigs. That that team was loaded up. Great coaching. That team, they they probably should have won a championship. Tuna, uh, who did you have for your? Let's remember some teams. Well, team. what's crazy here is apparently the theme is the 2013 year because I'm going with the 2013 Wichita State Shockers. Um, this team, nice. 
they were kind of loaded up with upperclassmen. Uh, you know, Clee Anthony Early, uh, Malcolm Armstead, Fred Van Fleet, um, Ron Baker, Rob Baker. They um, what was interesting is they even all these guys returned the following year, and that's when Wichita State went on their their run to become the number one seed. But this right. this season kind of. I don't want to say introduced the world to Wichita State because they had been decent and, and, and they had played, but this really kind of weren't they number one in the country for a long time? That they was, never lost. That wasn't this season. That right. was the okay, following right. season. I got gotcha. you. This gotcha. was the one that kind of introduced them, and they that's so cool, man. They actually lost to Creighton in the um, champion, the conference championship game that year, and they came into the tournament as a nine seed. Um, they, they went in and they upset Pittsburgh, uh, round one, then followed up with beating number one Gonzaga and mm. beat LaSalle. And then they beat seventh rank th- two seed Ohio state. Okay. Um, in the elite eight. And then they ran into Louisville in the final four and lost that game. But, um, and, and, and speaking of fun, like 2013, man, that was the name Cleanthony. Anthony Early, man, that yeah. dude was smooth and yeah. could hit everything. He was, and, and I loved Baker and Van Fleet on that oh, team. Too, I was about man. to say Baker was kind of the unsung he was hero, tough on that as team, nails. Man. And Armstead, Armstead, I think he pretty much led them in scoring, and and most like I think all the games in the tournament that they played that uh, that second year, uh, is that when they beat Indiana in the tournament? Maybe in the round of thirty-two, I think it had to have been because it wasn't on this season. So yeah, yeah, but that no, that was it. Yeah, it was the round of thirty-two, and then Kentucky beat them out in the right in the well, no final four. I think, think it wasn't. I don't think it was the year you're talking about, too. And I think it no, was, it's I not the it was, year I was talking about. I think the, it was the next year. The, well, the next year. They they couldn't have played IU because Kentucky beat them out in the round of 32, and Kentucky went on to play Louisville in the Sweet 16 that year, the 2013-2014 season. Okay. So it may have been the year after that. It could have been. Yeah. I know Indiana lost to them somewhere in that time frame, but I don't remember exactly when it was. Yeah. So a buddy of mine, Eric, sent me this, this stat today, which was kind of funny because he had no idea that I was going to talk about 2013 – Wichita State, or that Freddie was going to talk about 2013 Michigan. But he says the combined record of the 2013 Final Four teams in 2023 is 52 and 65. So if you take <laughs> U of L, they're sitting at 4 and 26, Syracuse 16 and 14, Michigan 17 and 12, Wichita State 15 and 13. Uh, it's 10 years have gone by and i guess none of these teams are going to make the tournament like so uh, i wouldn't think so not at all uh, unless they go on a crazy conference tournament run right so yeah that's uh that's crazy but that's greg marshall was kind of hitting on all cylinders the guy's a lunatic and i don't really want to go into what happened with him but i think maybe the one person that was crazier than him was his wife and uh, <laughs> yeah so god bless the marshall family um <laughs> Let's uh what do you got Travis? Well, uh I was thinking about this and we actually received a uh Facebook message from a listener who uh suggested this team and I was already going to point this team out. 
This happens to be a team that uh, Fred and I saw play live at the Final Four at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, and that was the uh, 2009-2010 Butler squad. Yes. With Shelvin Mack. From Kentucky. From Kentucky. Yeah, Lexington, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ronald Norad, who's now an assistant coach with the Pacers. Gordon Hayward. Um, Great player for Charlotte. Chase Stegall, who was a tremendous college basketball player. Wow. <clears throat> no relation to Steven Seagal. Matt Howard, who oh, was yeah. great. Yeah. And then the, unfortunately, the uh, late, great Andrew Smith who passed away a few years ago. Um, Butler had been a team that had made, you know, had made some runs in the tournament, had upset some teams, really starting back in the, gosh, I guess it would have been the late, late 90s. Oh, yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, they had some Who runs. In the, they were part of the Atlantic S Ten at the time, right? And and yeah, I remember them making some runs in the Atlantic Ten. Um, <clears throat> a friend of mine from high school uh, played guard for them, uh, who I think listens to this show from time to time. Uh, Chris Miskell, if you're out there, uh, he played on the Butler teams in the mid '90s, like you know '94 ish. Who beat Indiana at Hinkle? Uh, Which, by the way, is probably the coolest basketball facility there is. Oh yeah, I mean, there's bigger, there's better, but there, you're not going to find a better place to watch a game than who was the kid that had like real bushy hair for Butler? Gordon Hayward. Uh, no, he, he may have been. Uh, no, no. It, it, I think but, you're talking about. Matt Howard. Yeah, oh, Howard, okay. man, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayward was kind of skinny and lanky. Now mm -hmm. he's a big muscle-bound uh, big dude in the NBA. But uh, that that dude could hit a turnaround jumper from 10, 15 feet out money. Well, and <laughs> I mean, so Butler did this thing where I'm talking about, like, with Barry Collier was the was the coach uh, when, when Miskell played there. And then uh, moved on with Thad Mata, uh, Todd Linklider. Is that his name? That, that Man, coached I'm going to take your word on that. That coached know. at Iowa. Um, and then, of course, Brad Stevens. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and they had kind of done this progression where they had made the tournament. Then they would, then they'd made the Sweet 16, and then they – Made an elite eight, and maybe they backed off a couple years. They beat Louisville in a in a like an elite or, or a Sweet Sixteen or elite game early, early yes. before before yes. Brad, yeah, before yep. he was there. And this particular team just got hot and got on a roll, and uh, played Michigan State in the Final Four, uh, a game which Freddie and I attended together. And then uh, played Duke in the championship game in one of the all-time great great game. games that I was ever at. And Gordon Hayward, of course, missed a half-court shot. Uh, I think everybody in America except for people in Durham 
was hoping that shot was going to Oh, my yeah. god! That looked like it was going in, too. Like, Dude, it made a loud noise, too. Yeah. It was like, bam, you know? I watched a uh, one of those sports science things on ESPN one time where they, you know, they took the tra- the trajectory of the ball and where it was shot from or whatever, <laughs> and it missed. This guy figured out it missed by less than an inch. I mean, it missed by less than an inch. Because it hit the rim and stuff. It wasn't going to No, be, yeah, yeah, no. It, it hit the Obviously back of the miss, rim. but I'm saying it just... Uh, it was like it was less than noise. an inch long. Dude. And, man, Unbelievable. That was a... Uh, that was a fantastic... And really uh, was a team that I was really pulling for. And Fred will remember... Oh, yeah. When we got out of the Red car... Gear. When we got the... Indianapolis, I immediately bought a Butler Final Four pullover. Oh, yeah. Which I still have. Uh, and like we said in the last episode, or, or one of those, that uh, all the fans were doing a pep rally. Yeah. Over on, and I'm like, where's all the Butler fans? And you're like, they're doing a pep rally over there on campus. Yeah. And I'm like, well, hell. And I of just course, pulled this up and seen. They, um, I, I, I completely remember this game now. Um they beat Syracuse in the uh, Sweet 16 in that. That's right. They, they beat them by four points. But, yeah, I think what was the, was Devendorf part of that team? I believe Devendorf, so. Yeah. Yep. I they, believe yeah. so. He was there for seven years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they Devendorf. had a bunch of guys just like him that Yeah, would come and go. And then, of course, Butler goes on the following season to make another championship game appearance uh, in what was – they went from playing in one of the greatest <laughs> championship <laughs> games ever – to one of the worst uh, when they uh, lost to Connecticut. But uh, that's my team. Um, uh, sorry, that, that wasn't Devin Dorff. It was Andy Routens. Oh, which, yeah. yeah. Andy Routens. But they had Scoop Jardine, um, Brandon Trish. Yeah, that was a, that was a Brandon loaded up. Brandon Trish was solid. Yeah, he was. Um, but Andy Andy Routens was the, was the guy I was thinking yeah. of that would yeah. Yeah, that could shoot lights out. Um, look like Mr. Bean. Speaking yeah, of, he, uh, did, he did look like Mr. Bean. <laughs> speaking of Brandon Trish, uh, Tuna, if you'll turn over your right shoulder, you will see Brandon Trish's uncle. That's Mike Davis. No, no. over over your right shoulder. Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep keep looking. Uh, keep my body looking. doesn't move keep that going. way, bro. Right there, there it is. Oh, yeah, that's Howard Trish. That is Howard Trish getting. Uh, Keith Smart shooting over him in the 1987 National Championship game. Nice. Oh, that's a pretty shot right there. That's a National Championship winner. That is. Um, so that is. Great teams, guys. Uh, that is this week's uh, rendition of Let's Remember Some Teams. Uh, as always, if you guys have anybody that you'd like us to look at, someone to nominate, we're going to put together a, uh, a Sweet 16 of teams that we discuss in this forum uh maybe after the national championship game we'll have a we'll put our sweet 16 together when there's not a lot of stuff to discuss and to, and to talk about it'll give us something to uh something basketball related to I talk about it'd be cool to go through potential matchups and like who would yeah, go who and yeah things. yeah that, that'd be and Something so, like if you guys I think have our game picking strategy is going to change as we move forward to maybe a team that we think could, like this Michigan team, I think that I chose, which I like, well, I could be could... beaten by many others. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, and I was thinking about this the other day, and I already have my team that is that will probably just steamroll the tournament. But we will get to that. <laughs> we will get to that uh, later on in uh, <laughs> on episodes after the national championship game. Um, again, we want to thank everybody that listens, uh, that has given us feedback. Follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at oh. BlockoutPod. Follow us uh, on Facebook, Blockout Sports Pod. You can email the show, uh, BlockoutSportsPod at gmail.com. Um, and, fellas, I just want to send it around the horn for anybody that has uh, last thoughts. Tuna, go. Uh, real quick, I know we, we talked about it a little bit last week, but next week we will have a full World Baseball Classic preview. Uh, yeah, that, I'm looking that, forward that's to that. starting up next week. So I'm looking to, forward to that. I had to sit here through um, World Cup stuff, which I enjoyed, but um, now it's time for World Cup baseball. And Freddie's swinging a golf club at me. What do you got? I didn't know if uh, tournament, uh, if you had something, some kind of bet. I don't been... have a bet for this weekend's okay. tournament, but I'm going to you... sit back and enjoy this did one. Did you not happen to keep that role going this past week, or did you win on that bet? Well, or... <laughs> I'll be honest with you, this past tournament that happened last week, I didn't know half the guys playing in it, so I wasn't going to touch it. But I this think it was very cool that someone who hasn't won in 10 it was years won. Cool. It that was. was super cool. It Georgia was fun Bulldog. to work. Fun to watch. Uh, just I, got into sobriety. Uh, or has been sober for what five or six years now. No, and, not that long. Oh, not that long. Just and a, dude, just a, year a really or two. chill, laid back guy on the tour always has been, and he's been up at the front. Of, uh, you know, in past years, but great win. Tuna, do you have a bet Kirk. for this weekend? I do not. We're uh, we're free betting this weekend, but if you. Watch the qualifying for F1 and basically just bet, bet Max Verstappen. He's going to win. Chances are good. I love that. Verstappen, he's, I know who he is. He's a pretty good yeah, racer. He's the best. All I want to do is race. Race, Daddy. Freddie, <laughs> what do well, you have I for do us? I do want a correction, uh, not a correction, but uh, uh, John Battaglia uh, in, is a Louisville, Kentucky, I, I think native with Mike Battaglia, they uh, that is his father. You were correct. That's what I Just thought. Not his brother. That is his father. And uh, um, well, he he was a, a very uh, distinguished uh, horseman in Louisville, Kentucky, as was his their whole family. So wanted to get that straight. Also, uh, I do have a bet. Um, and my bet is the St. Louis Battlehawks. Kaka, where can you bet the XFL? Will take us. down. You can bet it on Caesars. Caesars, I, I can't find it on Travis's Caesars. team. I've been been over to Caesars that, and I can't find. You it. cannot. I tried to bet it and yeah. they're like they just don't have it. I know DraftKings Sportsbook it's, offers it, but I, I just didn't know if Caesars I thought it was, was on my. Uh, it was on my app last weekend. Well, I'll have to double check that. What's funny is when you um, when you go and look at ESPN and see the lines, it'll say lines provided by Caesar Sportsbook, but the actual sportsbook does not have the game to where you can bet it. So, hmm. show some love, Caesars. Let's get uh, the XFL on air. All they do is talk about gambling through the course of the entire game. Yeah, I know, which <laughs> is kind of one thing that makes it really cool. Absolutely. So, that's Fred? all I got. All right. Um 
Colin, our uh, special oh. guest picker, has has uh, picked. He said, "Take Indiana, no matter what the line oh, is I against Michigan." I love it on Sunday. Take Indiana. He's um, confident. I like it. I am uh, personally. I am going to take my beloved DC Defenders oh. against the Cacaws. Uh, whatever the spread is, nobody comes at, is the game in D.C.? Yes. Nobody comes into again. D.C. and yeah. beats the defenders <laughs> in their house, by God. Damn so right. So we're taking the D.C. defenders, Freddie. Hey, guys, I uh, just want to let y'all know, too, when uh, uh, Travis is going through uh, where you can find us at and everything. And one thing I've always wanted to mention is, because I get these questions sometimes, is when do you come on? When can I, if I'm not getting the reminder, when can I say, hey, man, I'm ready for a little block out, sports pod, 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, between 1 and 2, uh, normally, on normally on Fridays, you can find us anywhere but normally before 3 o'clock. So when you're, you know, getting ready to fin- leave your job early, and you're getting ready to figure out what cold beer you're going to drink before you go to dinner. That's when you want to throw us on. So uh, I want to pass out your that along. With us. Yeah, but I would. Uh, I would ask and would remind people that uh, all you need to do is find your favorite podcast platform and give us a like or a follow, and you will get a reminder. Every week when the new episode drops, but we do try to get them out between one and two on Fridays, and we typically do. Um, fellas, anybody have anything else to add? That was for my old school guys that uh, aren't techies. <laughs> <laughs> I I I mentioned uh, on our text thread the other night that if there was a way for Fred to attach a VCR to his current television and just tape whatever shows he wanted to, I would love he would it. absolutely still be doing I that. I love the rewind button. <laughs> <laughs> you just like putting it in the little car after I just I get it. a lot of people that go, when are y'all coming on? And I'm like, dude, there's other ways of knowing that, but I'm going to remind everybody, old school style. And I'm glad you did. Yeah. And uh, we do want everybody to, uh, as I mentioned before, follow us on on social media. Uh, If you like the show, tell a friend. Tell them to check it out. Uh, We very much appreciate everybody that listens each and every week. And with that said, for the tuna, Country Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. This is Travis Carter saying, So long, everybody.